From the PSIA studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are talking off-season with Brian Smith, team member. Brian, uh, the word off-season doesn't really apply to you, I don't believe, does it? (laughs) Well, not in the traditional sense, no, it it doesn't. It is off-snow, but it's actually our busy time as... um, uh, maybe some people don't know, I own and operate a building company, myself and a crew of between four and six people. Currently, there's five of us. And uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty much, we go right into busy time when the snow melts. And it's not like you're, you know, getting a lot of rest during the winter either because you work, what, seven days a week? Yeah, uh, come... <laughs> You know, after Christmas time, uh, skiing is pretty much every day, Uh, Monday through Friday, doing events uh, with PSA Eastern or the National Circuit, uh, or uh, now I'm a dad with two daughters racing at a white face in Lake Placid, so I've got that on the plate, which is, uh, you know, just which is awesome and keeps me on the hill and yeah it ends up being you know monday through friday plus the weekend for sure plus you uh, also teach in aspen as well right i do i still <laughs> am involved um my wife and i are still teaching out there um i currently i'm not doing a full-time every day you know seven days a week uh schedule like i did i did that for about six years uh just with the pandemic and and kind of repositioning our our kids back east i'm now peak part-time out in aspen and i'm hoping to do about 30 to 35 days of of work out there and that's primarily uh, teaching clients with a little bit of training so then after that relaxing winter that you have you then really up your schedule and are doing construction yeah Yep, uh, a little bit of downtime. You know, we the National Academy is is a fun week, uh, as you know, uh, and I think traditionally, right after the academy, I usually have about a seven day just home decompress for about seven days and then boom we're right at it you know 40 50 hours a week every week right through to the to the next christmas (laughs) so it's uh it's a pretty busy it's a busy life for sure there's uh there's no idle hands in my house for sure what's the favorite part of your job throughout the summer your business what do you like most about that Every day, standing back and looking at something that myself or my guys have created. Honestly, I've I get my best enjoyment, most enjoyment out of just simply at the end of every day, turning around and looking at where were we at the beginning of the day, what have we done at the end of the day, and, and looking at our workmanship. I mean, that's that's the biggest thrill I get. You know, of course, having customers be happy and building good relationships with customers is no different than what we do in the ski industry. But me personally, I, 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 I've never, I never lose sight of, of the fact that there are things that I have built that will be here long after my children's children are gone. 
And uh, it's pretty exciting to stand back, uh, especially at the end of a job, and, and just look at what we created. And, and that means a lot to me. You know, I've got to say, I really appreciate your level and standard of excellence, really, in everything that you do. Well, you know, everybody has their level, um, whether mine is uh, consistent with other people. I don't know. It's it's my thing. Um, I definitely, you know, I definitely strive in my building practices to to have an extreme um, level of consistency with what we do. And that is probably one of the biggest fundamentals of mine with my skiing and me personally, you know, when I'm working on my stuff and whether it's teaching technical skills or whatever, um, but for skiing, consistency um that's always been you know my my own personal word is uh is is excellence yeah what is that i mean everybody has their interpretation of excellence and um you know i I don't think i'm any better than any other team member or any other outstanding skier that are out there Um, but for me consistency is is the big piece in, in in a lot both sides of my life, whether it's on the hill or, or building things. Now, Brian, I just can't imagine you not being involved with sliding on snow, no matter how little snow might be out there. I know for a fact you've been working on something that's going to benefit us as the membership throughout the summer. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, one of the cool things about the teams, the one team, all all of us, whether it's adaptive, telmark, cross-country, alpine, snowboarding, um, is we, we get to um, break out into small pods. And sometimes there's three people deep, sometimes there's four. And we are presented with... Um, a, a challenge, if you will, to help um, develop content, whether it's for reading materials or whether it's for divisional staff uh, or whatnot. And this year is no different. Uh, in the past, everybody, uh, recent past, everybody's well aware of the onslaught of the new people skills that has kind of been, came to, into the forefront here in the last four years or so pretty strong um and there's a continuation of that task force still working on refining um things that are revolving around the people skills um there's some refining going on with the performance guides that are associated uh with the people skills which is your learning tool and guidance tool for navigating the the criteria for the uh, the, the skills at all the different levels for people skills um, and new to me and new what will be new to our membership and and the world maybe not so new to the world but I like to think it's new is uh, myself and Mike Rogan Troy Walsh and Stephen Heffenbeim um, the four of us are working on a um, inter-ski 
task force, micro group, if you will, that is taking a look at decision making as a topic. And what does it mean to a ski pro? What is the process of decision making? What is decision making? And how do you know uh, whether or not your decision making is uh, on the right course, so to speak? So, um, for instance, here's a, here's one piece I can share with you without diving too deep into it because we're we're navigating through a lot of the models that are out there for decision making um, in in a recre- recreation sport. Um, decision making in ski teaching is an ongoing, ever-going process. And from the moment that you meet your clients to the moment that you say goodbye to them, you're in a continual state of making decisions. And we're taking a very hard look at different criteria that is involved with the decision-making process. And and it's quite fascinating, actually. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, the membership, when they are introduced to this, some of this content, that we're actually going to present this content, uh, content at Interski in Finland next year, this coming season. And, and I'm really excited about it and hope that it, uh, it generates a lot of uh, thought and reflection to our members and, and what they do here in, in the States. And um, the decision-making process is, is it's a unique thing and that some people think that they're making decisions and, and, and maybe they are, um, but this particular look at the process, George, actually breaks it down into what are the pieces to it and, and what are some of the main caveats that need to be um, in the forefront when you are entering the decision-making process, if you will. Oh, my brain is just swimming with questions and I can't wait to do a podcast where we really focus on that topic. That's going to be cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really, it's a really, it's super cool. And, and it's all, you know, tied right into the model of, of your guest service, the collaborative outcome that you have established with your guests is still the end game. And all of your decision-making process is in earnest to meet those outcomes and get to that positive outcome. And there's some really awesome information coming out of the collaboration between Troy, Michael, and Stephen and myself. And I, I really think it's going to be uh, highly beneficial to um, to everybody. Um, I, I just just in what we've dabbled in so far, I'm already thinking about the things that I can do different and do better uh, to serve to serve my guests and the people I train. Yeah. Brian, you're so busy. I actually feel kind of guilty even having this discussion with you and pulling you away from your family for 15 minutes. But uh, what is, as we wrap this up, something that you did between April and now that was just really fun, that you enjoyed, that it's just a high point of your summer? Oh, wow. Great question. Well, um, 
I could be boring and talk about my garden, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I'll spare everybody that. Um, I love gardening, and I have a, a kick-ass garden here at home. Of uh, course you because, do. <laughs> any, anyways, uh, that that's really lame. Um, <laughs> one thing that we did is my wife's family. Uh, my wife is from the Thousand Islands area, actually about 40 minutes northwest of Alexandria Bay on the St. Lawrence River, literally at the mouth of the of Lake Ontario, right at the start of the St. Lawrence River is where Alex grew up. Uh, we actually um, took an entire week and went back up there to visit, brought our boat up, uh, rented a cool house right on the St. Lawrence River. My father-in-law was a master uh, ship's captain for 48 years and ran the six, 700-foot ocean-going liners up the St. Lawrence River. And we just had a blast. We did a whole bunch of boating and we did a ton of fishing. And um, we're, we live right along the shore of a beautiful lake in the Adirondacks, about nine miles long so uh boating and water sports are a big part of our life but the one thing this summer that we did was great was just taking a week off with family and relatives and friends and just sitting along the river and watching the ships go by and if you've ever get a chance to go to northern new york state on the canadian border the st lawrence river is like an entire just it's you would never believe that you're in new york state it's just such a beautiful beautiful body of water crystal crystal clear and uh we really we love going up there and just hanging out on the river and cliff jumping and we did a ton of snorkeling and yeah it's just a great time it was awesome so brian anything you'd like to add uh for the membership yeah um well i'd like to just say for everybody to keep their ear to the ground about the preparations that are going to be uh developing around interski which is in levy finland this coming march um it's it's an amazing uh amazing program that interski has and uh, I, I hope that everybody that's listening and, uh, stays tuned into uh, a lot of the information that's uh, shared about Interski leading up to it. I'm sure that the national office will be letting out lots of tidbits as to what's going on and, and there'll be other team members sharing things like I did about decision-making, uh, other topics that we'll be presenting. And certainly uh, when Interski concludes and we get back to the States, there'll be a ton of information that I'm sure will be highly valuable to everybody. So uh, stay tuned to it, you know, and yeah, just everybody be healthy and happy and psyched for snow to come. Brian Smith, always a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, Got to talk to you after we stop recording about how I can get a hold of one of the vegetables from your garden because I can't imagine how good those must be. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All organic, man. Grown and raised beds. Nothing but the best. <laughs> Team member Brian Smith joining us on First Chair from the PSI ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.